Wednesdays with Walton on Scoops with DannyMac.com, and we're coming to you from the Lou Fuse Automotive Studios, and we say good morning to Brian Walton. How's it going, Brian? Good morning, Dan. It's always a pleasure to speak with you here every Wednesday. Absolutely. Uh, the Cardinals wake up, and they're a team right now in a state of flux as they are really struggling struggling right now. What do you see with the St. Louis Cardinals? I think everybody you know, sees pretty much the same thing, and that is the starting pitching, which was a concern coming into the year, has been inconsistent. You know, Jordan Montgomery had been the one bright spot, and he was cruising along and then had a tough inning. And, you know, maybe the return of Adam Wainwright, you know, he's going to be pitching uh, today, later today in the AA in his first rehab assignment. Maybe that'll be the jolt they need. But, you know, the Cardinals just need to get more and better innings out of their starters. And, of course, the offense, you know, looks so good coming into the year, but it hasn't been consistent. And, uh, you know, it, some games, you know, they're unable to score. And, you know, a game like last night, they needed to score nine to win, and that's just a lot to ask. Yeah, it is. And you're not going to win many games if you have to rely on nine or ten runs a game which then yep. leads me to the pitching aspect of things in the minor leagues and memphis is off to a pretty good start yes they are uh, memphis redbirds are are playing exceptional baseball they've won uh, eight in a row and are you know are doing extremely well in the uh, in the pacific coast league or excuse me the international league and you know a, a big reason why is has been their pitching and you know we've talked about matthew libertor he uh, gave up uh, four runs yesterday in five and two thirds. That was his worst outing, but he still leads the uh, the international league in ERA this year. Matthew Libertor at, at two point um, eight seven eight two point three eight. Excuse me, uh, thirty strikeouts against just eight walks in twenty two and two thirds innings. So you know Matthew Libertor is certainly a guy who wants to get another shot at starting in St. Louis. But Dakota Hudson, who had one rough start early, has come on and has an ERA under three. And you know certainly we're going to see Dakota back at some point in St. Louis. And then Gordon Graceffo. Uh, the young young man who only had three starts so far at um, at the AAA level has a 3.27 ERA. So you know some of these young arms in Memphis uh, in the rotation have been doing well, but also you know the bullpen. We've seen Henesis Cabrera called up now, JoJo Romero, and, and both those guys had ERAs under two. Uh, Andrew Suarez, a lefty who we haven't yet seen with St. Louis, has also pitched well. So they have some options for the bullpen that they may need to call on as they've started to do already. It's interesting, too. You know, some may say, well, why not bring Libertor or Hudson up to the bullpen? But I think the mindset would be, and correct me if you think I'm wrong here, but the mindset is you got to protect yourself if starters go down and you keep these guys stretched out just in case at the major league level. Yeah, I think we both have been around, I mean, probably most of the listeners here, too, have been around long enough to know you don't get through the, uh, a season with the same five starters. You know, you're going to have injuries, some major, some minor, over the course of the year. And, you know, they're going to have a decision soon with Jake Woodford. If, if um, and, you know, Adam Wainwright's, when he's ready to return to the rotation, you know, what do you do with Jake Woodford? One solution is you put him in the bullpen and have him pitch long, long relief. They need the innings. On the other hand, you like his depth in the rotation. And so, you know, they – that's going to be a tough decision for the Cardinals to make. But I think you're right. Over the course of the year, you know, they're going to need Libertor. They're going to need Hudson. And, you know, Graceffo's probably not ready yet, but you never know. Uh, over the course of the year, uh, you know, when you need a starter, you need to have somebody that you can plug in and know is going to be able to give you five, at least five good innings. In terms of injuries, I want to ask you about Tink Hintz. What do you know about the young man that's so highly thought of and uh, he was put on the IL? What's, what's the situation there? Yeah, Tink Hintz uh, suffered an arm injury uh, in his last start last Thursday and, of course, was taken out of the game. Uh, he was not put on the injured list. His normal schedule would have had him throw a bullpen um, over the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, uh, and then he would have started um, uh, today, actually. But, you know, that's not going to happen. Uh, he's on the seven-day injured list. There's talk that he may be able to throw a bullpen session later this week, but they're monitoring his 
his condition. And of course, you know, he's a young man that's so highly thought of, uh, hasn't had a history of arm injuries, but has always been uh, treated very carefully by the Cardinals in terms of not throwing more than about 60 pitches per outing. So it's a little bit concerning, obviously, anytime a, a pitcher is injured. Uh, but, you know, Tim Kent's is still very, very young. So it's a situation we'll have to continue to monitor. And it's something that, you know, most teams with a highly thought of prospect, and this is also stating the obvious, but you handle it with kid gloves. So while you see a guy that may miss a start or two and you kind of say, uh-oh, what's going on here? Well, many times a franchise in an organization is just being overly cautious, especially with, with young talent. That's that's absolutely right. And, you know, there's no hurry. You know, you, you, on one hand, you know, you, you want 10 cans to be in the major leagues tomorrow. On the other hand, you, you know, you see um, a guy like Jordan Hicks and you say, you know, maybe he was rushed and maybe part of the reason that you know, he wasn't as he is, isn't as successful as he could have been was that he didn't get that time in the minor leagues to develop. So every time I get a little impatient about Tank Hens, I think about Jordan Walker and think, okay, you know, the Cardinals are giving him time to develop. They're watching him. They're monitoring him both physically and mentally and, and you know, and, and of course where he is in his repertoire. So, uh, you know, as much as we, you know, like to see him, you know, in the major leagues tomorrow, I think the Cardinals have a plan that that's going to make sense for him. The Jordan Walker the situation is interesting to me. I, and I've said this to so many people. I said, the league will figure him out. I mean, that's just how it works. And then he's got to have to make the adjustment and then the league will make another adjustment and he'll have to adjust to that. And I, I think that's what we're going to see maybe in his rookie season. There's going to be some growing pains along the way. Yeah. And the Cardinals, you know, started him every game for what the first 12 or 15 games and, you know, maybe a day off or two now and then we'll give him a chance to reevaluate and watch a game from the dugout and, uh, you know, he's not the first player in the history of major leagues to start very strongly, but then need to make adjustments. And, you know, one would hope that the Cardinals will have patience with him. I think they will. Uh, and if, you know, ultimately, if he struggles long enough, you know, they have to send him back down to AAA. That won't be the end of the world. Again, we're talking about a young player who's, you know, going to have his uh, 21st birthday next month. So, you know, Jordan Walker still has this wealth of talent and uh, lots of Lots and lots and lots of ability, and you know whether it's now or later that he becomes a star. It's you know it's it's going to happen. Uh, in terms of where the farm system is at right now, Brian, it's uh, the Cardinals organization. The farm system is in the top ten of of baseball, really consensus top ten across the board. <laughs> yeah, I wrote an article about that in detail. Uh, uh, one of them, I think, uh, Baseball Prospectus was sort of late in getting out their farm system rankings, and I was waiting until the top seven national sources that I follow all published, but. In every case, and I'm talking about uh, Baseball America and The Athletic and, you know, all the names, ESPN, all the names you know, every single one of these seven Raiders put the Cardinals in their top ten farm systems for 2023. And that's something that hasn't happened uh, for St. Louis all the way back to 2013 when they were viewed as having the number one system in the, in the in the majors. And this is a, you know, a testament both to the, to the scouting and Randy Flores and his organization, but also player development with Gary LaRock and, you know, all the instructors and coaches in the system that they're able to continually build this type of depth and success in the farm system while always drafting late in the drafts, because, you know, the Cardinals have prided themselves on being consistently successful, but that's also means they end up drafting in the lower third of the, of the draft every year, which makes it a lot more challenging for them to get the top talent. But they've you know done an exceptional job at it. How has each team fared so far in their start on this young season as you look at the minor leagues? Well, it's very early. Memphis has played the most games because 
uh, as we've talked about in previous weeks, their schedule is now more or less mirroring the major league. So they Memphis started first, and they got off to a little bit of a slow start, but have play, been playing especially well there on an eight-game winning streak and are eleven and five on the year. Again, primarily behind uh, the the pitching. Double uh, A Springfield has a less experienced rotation, and they've continued to have a little bit of trouble with the pitching. They're four and six on the year. Um, again, the offense is probably more advanced than the pitching. Um, High A Peoria um, has a very, very young rotation. A number of the uh, the players that we followed, including Cooper Jerpy, who was a first rounder last year, they're off to a slow start, three and seven, but uh, you know, plenty of potential there. Uh, Low A Palm Beach has the rest of the pitchers who uh, were drafted in the last group. So, um, talking about uh, uh, Max Rajic, the the right hander, uh, Bryson Motts, and Pete Hansen, the left hander. So again, and a very young rotation, but they're doing very well. Palm Beach has a five-game winning streak, and they're tied for first. So, you know, the pitching is something that we're going to continue to watch this year as the Cardinals, you know, want to rebuild their depth in the minor league system, and that's an area that, of course, they focused on both in the 2022 draft, but also in 2021. Well, if you go to thecardinalnation.com, there's always daily features, there's updates on the teams, and uh, this is in your wheelhouse, my man. This is a busy time of year, isn't it? Yeah, it's an exciting time in that, uh, you know, these four full-season clubs are going, and there's also a group of about 50 players down, about four dozen players down in Florida working in extended spring training. And some of those players are fighting to, you know, be the next guy called up when an opening exists at Palm Beach or at Peoria. And then, of course, in in, uh, June, the short-season ball will begin, and then right after that will be the draft in July. So always interesting stuff to look at and talk about. And we track every movement, every player movement, every move on to the injured list, every promotion that occurs in the system with detail about the transaction, what it means to that player and to others. So, uh, you'll get depth about the Cardinals minor league system at the Cardinal nation that you won't find anywhere else. And you also have the prospect guide too, right? That's correct. You have a prospect guide for 2023 that uh, hopefully folks have heard about before 292 pages of in-depth information, uh, over five dozen Cardinals prospects, a lot of history information about the drafts, about um, international signings, just everything you want to know about the Cardinals minor league system in one place, available both in a spiral-bound form as well as a PDF. Outstanding, Brian. Thanks for doing this every Wednesday, and we'll catch up next week. Talk to you next time, Dan.